Welcome to the Grabbing the Brisket Podcast. We definitely appreciate the listen. Do us a favor and click the like and follow to keep up with what's latest going on with the Grabbing the Brisket crew. Also, do us a favor, man. Drop us a review. We would love to hear the feedback. Good, bad, or Alden would say indifferent. Dang it, Bobby. Just grab the brisket. (laughs) It is super early and this might be the earliest we've ever done a podcast it's definitely the earliest we've ever done a podcast what time did we leave to go out to the uh rodeo that's what i was just thinking like that one was early too but we didn't actually start recording so like 11 early. yeah, right. yeah we had a few mishaps early and we had a few technical is- issues getting this interview we never put have together. technical issues yes yeah. so you guys never hear that but yes john, uh, john and uh, matt they do a, yes. a fantastic job on getting this Yes, uh, I'd like to Production introduce going. Matt as the new assistant to the producer. Yeah, <laughs> you know we always talk about barbecue fails, right? <laughs> I'm out. You know, and the people need to know we have podcast fails every time we do a podcast. No, an we interview. Do not. An interview. God yes. damn it, Alvin, <laughs> make me look like a shithead. Yeah. No. Hey. We just fire a producer and hire another one. That's right? Yeah, you should. <laughs> you absolutely should. Yeah. I see uh, John and, uh, I mean, uh, Jan and Eldon are having a beer, so that's... Hey, I wasn't the first one. Yeah. I uh, I was always curious, like, so it, it's perfectly acceptable to drink... When barbecue. When barbecue. What? No, no. I put wood on the fire, I got a beer. Right, right. <laughs> I wasn't going to drink a beer. Right. Uh-huh. But it's not what I was going to say. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's perfectly acceptable to drink all night, you know, until 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Or 7 in the morning. Mm-hmm. But if you wake up and have a beer at 6 or 7, it's frowned upon. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. But here's the deal. Because it was a new date. <clears throat> but if you put orange juice in it, it's acceptable. It's acceptable. Yeah. It's right. Breakfast. Or tomato juice. Yeah. Or tomato, tomato juice. juice. Yeah. Look, here, here's the saying. Uh, you can't drink all day unless you start in the morning. That's right. <laughs> that is right. Yeah. But it's going to be a long day. And I feel like when you do start that early, all uh, cook-offs and what have you, I mean... Usually by five o'clock or in the afternoon, you're 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 done. You're you're faded. You're like you're looking for. I'm not James. Food <laughs> and bed. Yeah. Not me. Uh, if you guys remember, I think it was on the last episode <clears throat> of the episode before, Jan said he wasn't going to drink for thirty days. I said may or may not. Go back and listen. Uh, <laughs> it's on there. Anyways, uh, didn't tell you what days I was oh. not going to drink. Okay, the thirty days hadn't started. Did you yet. say consecutive? Oh, conse- not consecutive. I see what you're doing. Whoa! Whoa. I did not. I did five days straight yeah. just now. Not He's not drinking, drinking on, on Mondays. Yeah, days except for Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays. Holidays and, and podcast and days. And days in Why? Yeah, if it's podcast Thursdays. day or yeah Thursday. Um, um, no, but honestly, I probably will do this uh, starting Monday. <laughs> i'll do another four days okay <laughs> so we got a awesome interview coming up for you guys sasquatch barbecue or bbq as he says in his videos i love the whole thing is squatch you later or whatever what keep is what squatching keep, keep squatching. squatching that is yeah. cool yeah yeah keep squatching squatch, squatch you later, later. Squatch <laughs> later. <laughs> i think i watched uh days confused too much uh catch you later, squatch you later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. trademark that <laughs> hopefully he'll say it maybe he'll say it uh, yeah, yeah yeah definitely <laughs> no, yeah, definitely uh, seems like a cool guy. So we have him coming up here in just a few seconds here, a few minutes. Yeah, and it's early for us. It's at 830 here. It's really early Very for early him. Very early for him. Right, so right. Thanks yeah. to him for getting up early and messing with the, uh, our uh, Dumb awesome yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. yeah. Do you think what he does works if he's out there like 
making cereal and shit like that. Let's no. ask him. If he's cooking you know, in the woods uh, and just, just like, making cereal. Pours a bowl of cereal. It, yeah, Here's how to do like it a doesn't charm work, right? <laughs> Check out this Captain Crunch. I don't know. Crunch berries. <laughs> it might work. I, I bet know. you it would work. <laughs> we should ask him, uh, if I think of it, we should ask him, uh, I wonder if he's ever encountered any like animals or something like oh, that. Oh, you know he has to. What the f- well, yes, he has. He's but in the damn woods. <laughs> <laughs> how do you not? He does carry multiple like axes and... And, and uh, <laughs> knife, so well, I mean, it is a big dude. He probably just like grab a bear and wrestle it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like beat it, bear. It's <laughs> my domain. Kiss <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> the bears are like, does Matt? <laughs> what, what, That's this? a Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you ever see the video where uh, this guy is like in his uh, backyard? It looks like he's lounging on a sun chair by his pool, and he's just asleep, obviously. And then you see it's like. I thought it was a black bear. Black bear just yeah. comes moseying yeah. on up, and he kind of just looks at him. I mean, he's literally like a uh, maybe two feet away. Oh, and then, hell no. Then finally he goes up and starts smelling his feet. feet. <laughs> he starts smelling his feet, and then he like takes like a little like lick or a little nibble, Ooh. and the guy wakes up, and he's like, Rah! and the bear's like freaked out, and he's like, boom, he's gone. <laughs> I'm sure that guy just left a trail oh, all the way sure. to right. For sure. Both of them did. His the speedos sh- were full. The bear shit this way, and he shit the other way. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so that's let's uh, I mean let's not wait any longer let's get Matt on let's Boom. do it hey guys this is James from Grabbing the Brisket uh, we got a special interview for you guys today we got Matt Crawford with Sasquatch BBQ hey Matt thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to uh, talk a little barbecue with us right especially at 6 yeah. 30 in the morning <laughs> <laughs> yeah when I hit this up and I told you guys the uh the alarm went off at five, and I'm like, man, usually I'm up at five, five thirty. And uh, anytime you have something set, you're like, oh, for the love of God, did I say this? So yeah, it is bright and early, but uh, instead of anything fluid-wise in my system, we've just got pre-workout. So I think I might be able to talk for the allotted time. Nice, nice, Perfect. yeah. Be all amped yeah. up. A- anytime you need to take a pause, just hit the pause button, and we'll we'll uh, uh, talk some months ourselves. Oh yeah, I'm sure we'll hit it. <laughs> <laughs> So me and John have uh, pretty much been up all night. Uh, we've been uh, we got a little catering gig coming up later on this afternoon, and we have a couple of couple of briskets, couple of uh, so we got some chicken fixing to go down here in a little bit, and sausage and all that stuff. So l- running on fumes, a l- little sleep deprived a little bit, but uh, yeah, my brain is mush. Yeah, <laughs> but hey, we're we're super stoked and excited to to be able to have a little conversation with you. Yeah, no, when, I mean, we've been playing this a couple months now, so when you guys reached out to me, it was something that was always on the agenda, and I really love doing these because each podcast that I get to do is it like it's a different transition of where I am through the whole journey of cooking food on social media and everything like that, so I actually get to listen to these and reflect back where I was two years, three years, and how I've grown and, and, and stuff like that, so thank you so much, and uh, I really, I'm going to enjoy this one for sure. Awesome. So we, I mean, I've, I've seen your, your Instagram channel. I, I've been following you for, for quite some time. I know John has too. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe the, some, some of the guys here are, are kind of new to, to the, the, the cooking that you do and, and the, the, the stuff that you put out there. So, and maybe for the listeners uh, that have not heard of Sasquatch barbecue, and I know you have a line of rubs out there uh, also, which I think we're eager to kind of get our hands on a couple of those. Uh, Cause some of them look pretty, pretty dang tasty. Yeah, uh, I, I just ordered some, but they haven't come in yet. Okay, awesome. 
So maybe uh, just a little brief rundown on uh, what Sasquatch Barbecue is all about. How, how maybe you got kind of started in this whole cooking um, ordeal or game or wh- whatever you want to say. I know and over the last couple of years, like it seems like barbecue and just cooking has just blown up like everywhere. <clears throat> yeah, it's one of those things. First of all, excuse me. Uh, I feel like a dick. I should have sent you guys out my rubs by now, so at least we could have chatted about them. But uh, not I'm always. We're just going to have you on again, and we're going to we're going to discuss. Yeah, next time, I'll do a special special send out, and then we can just talk about those. But yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things. Like, so my name is Matt Crawford. I operate mainly off my Sasquatch BBQ uh, on Instagram. It's one of those things. Like, I'm just this one guy, and I didn't know that it was going to blow up like this. Um, I went back to school after getting injured on the job as a mason doing bricklaying and uh, hog carrying and construction work. When I went back to school, I was like, holy crap, I might be as smart as I am strong. And then I just started learning. You know, I was at this phase where I was really eager and ready to learn life because I knew that I wouldn't be able to go back and drag rebar and stuff like that. When I came out of school, I had some photography background because I got to take some of that, some art stuff. And I really started to kind of pay attention to a couple different things and contrast. And, and I knew that I had an eye for things. And I started going out in the woods and taking pictures of meat, of all things. and uh it was just at that right time where instagram was like ready to blow up with on the food scene and when it took off it was crazy you know it did that transition at first where everybody was about the pellet grills and this and that and i was kind of breaking out into this new field that i didn't have anybody that showed me how to do it or inspired me or this i'm not a huge book reader or tv show watcher i just went out and did it and uh to watch what it's came and know that I've kind of helped trailblaze this path into the outdoor cooking world is just insane. And every day I'm blown away with the fact that I actually get to do this as like a job now. So, yeah, yeah, I'm just super grateful. That is awesome. So how did you, uh, like, what made you decide, like, as far as doing the outdoor cooking, the off-the-grid stuff? Because, like you said, you definitely, once I saw you doing it, it seemed like it started popping up and people tagging you, so there were obviously some... I don't want to say copycats, but people that were uh, influenced by you. But what made you decide to do the the off the grid out in the the wilderness? Well, I think it stems from this. So, <laughs> excuse me, it definitely is early morning. My lungs don't want to co- cooperate at this point. Uh, it's one of those things. Like, you know, I live in the Pacific Northwest. I live in Washington State. I'm more coastal than uh, it's coastal and mountain. But it's like anywhere I want to go here, I'm an hour and twenty minutes from the beach. Um. 30 minutes, 20 minutes from some property I have up on Mount St. Helens. I can get to the high desert in two, three hours. So the Pacific Northwest was one of these things that I've always loved and always done this this kind of adventure seeking, but more by myself. I'm kind of like, it's my reprieve and thing to do. It's not like I don't want to hang out with people, but that's like this area that I, that I really have in my life. So when I started going out and doing that, realized like, hey man, people like this weird shit that I'm doing. It just kind of took off. So that's what it was. It was the showcasing of the Pacific Northwest. Um, and it kind of sells itself, man. When I'm posting pictures or videos, people are like, where are you? And I'm like, Jurassic Park. You know, it's right. just like this, <laughs> this visual wonderland of contrast and mosses and molds and fungus. And it's just this crazy, crazy place. And then when I jumped on the whole, man, I, I'm going to do this Sasquatch BBQ thing, which was a whole transition in itself. But it just kind of took off from there. And I feel like the marketing that I had with the name 
as well as coupled with my image and who I am and my personality and this beautiful location I live in. It was like this perfect storm of awesomeness and people were just on it. So yeah, it's fast forward to now and I'm just like, holy, holy crap. Like this is really cool. So yeah. I, I cannot tell you how, how cool that is just hearing that. It's, you know, I, you meet a lot of people, and I'm not saying you're not driven because you're definitely driven and whatever else, but I always love when I'm hearing something that is, um, it's, it's almost, it's very organic, and you're, you're just like, hey, listen, I, 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 I had a passion for this, and that kind of led to this, and it just, you know what I mean? This whole thing just kind of came together like it was like meant to be probably, right? Um, and then, yeah, you, 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 you formed the Sasquatch uh, barbecue, um, and it's it, really, I, I probably, probably wasn't like your, like your main, I guess, motivator in, in the very beginning, but now kind of how it's gone full circle with you. That's, that's super inspiring. Seriously. I, I really appreciate it. Cause that's what it is. You know, when I talk to all these people, like, you know, my friends, oh, Derek Wolf over the fire cooking, he's got, I don't know, 1.5 million followers. We got, there's a lot of people when I talk to, especially that one was, uh, people are like, well, who inspired you? You know, I was inspired by this person who did it. And I'm like, I never, I never longed to be chasing anybody else, but yet finding my own path. So when I would say that, it was almost like people are like, you're full of shit. You look like your Al Jazeera kitchen. And I'm like, I don't even know who that is. I started doing this. Like, I, I really did. So for me, um, like I said, these places I go to, my my you know my stepdad who who became my father when I was young passed, and he's the one who introduced me to the outdoors and the wilderness. And my grandpa, all these locations and places that I go are places usually that my dad would take me on the way home to dip in his last three beers real quick down at the creek, you know, like before he had to go talk to my mom or some shit. I'd be like, sit in the truck. I know what you're doing. Why can't I just come down there? You're right. Pound a few years, you're gonna smoke some shit that smells weird, and then we're gonna go home and you're gonna get an argument with mom. Like, Again. like I don't know what's different. <laughs> so, so, these places that I go to, they all have memories attached to them. So I'm already comfortable in that environment. And then when I put together the content, and I mean, you gotta think a one minute video. Sometimes I have ten hours into traveling, and I just don't think there's as many people out there putting that much work in and they're looking for the next big hit and i just put out content that feels right and and it's always worked it's a manifestation of my own dreams becoming a reality and the rubs are named by me and designed by it's just it blows my mind it is fueled 100 percent by gratitude and just the whole thing of positivity and just trying to get out there and level myself be in touch with who i am as a person and my growth and then how i affect and interact with other people yeah, so you 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 brought up the rubs there, and uh, I I've have seen the line. I'm definitely going to order some. Um, but what what was? I guess my first question would be, um, you you kind of partnered with Spiceology and and created these lines. I, I know you probably created. Did you start creating them all all together at one time, or did you start just doing one, doing another, and they became became more successful, and then doing another, or kind of bring us into that whole world there you know it's kind of cool so uh, just a brief background it's like i'm not i'm not classically trained in barbecue a chef or this i just started picking up meat when i was like nine ten years old and throwing it on the grill you know so i kind of I, I toyed with things and i've always been messing with flavors but over the years when i when i got back out of school in like 2015 
I started bootlegging ribs out of the backyard and like just mixing my own blend. So I really had this, it was kind of like already in motion then. And then as I'm saying through this whole manifestation or whatever, as an influencer, you kind of like, as you start to see your numbers grow, you get a little bit of power. So as I was reaching out to companies, I'm like, Hey, can I get something? It was all about free stuff in the beginning. And then as I had this relationship with Spiceology, I think that I started talking with the owner, Pete Taylor, and, uh, He's like, man, let's do this collab dig. And, and I was the, one of the first collab people. He had a couple that, that started and, and kind of fizzled out. But I was one of the first pretty successful ones. And we launched with uh, Moth, Dirt, and Fire. So the Moth, Dirt, and Fire were inspired by the Pacific Northwest. And, like, they were my journey. And I was really adamant. I'm, I'm super OCD about details, flavor, which you should be if you're putting product with your name on it. Um and I was like, let's do a monster fire. We'll put the squatch on there. I handpicked art with the artist. Like every bit of those rubs was like a collaborative, a collaborative effect. So Pacific, um, that one launches, does super well. And as people are like, how long did it take you? I've been trying to do this for six years out of my garage. I started to feel bad because I knew like I was super fast tracked. Fast forward two years with Spice All, now I have what? Mustard, fire, butter toss, eruption, uh, black gold. We have all these flavors, and they're doing extremely well. And uh, I just know that this fast tracking happened into this spice world, and that's just this other aspect of the branding of Sasquatch BBQ. And my fans are like cult fanatics with product. They like it. it it's super crazy. Yeah, you can't get on uh, Instagram without seeing somebody using one of your rubs. Yeah, it, and then it sucks because, like, I always feel like, okay, I don't want it to get too oversaturated. I still got to give love to people that are posting my stories. But I always, I never, I never want it to be this big sales push for me. I want what I do to feel organic. And if that means that I'm not pimping every product and paid advertising and this and that on my page, I just hope people realize that getting out and cooking in the wilderness and driving three, four, five hours a day to co go cook a steak like costs gas money, and that's a hard aspect to point out to people that yes, I get paid doing this. So, which is super. So, and if I heard you correctly, the very first earlier you said this is your this is full time for you now. This is a, a full time job that you you're, you're committing. Well, probably more than a forty hour work week. Let's be honest, but uh, but, but you're full time with this, correct? Yeah, this is my full-time gig. I was uh, when <clears throat> I was working in a homeless shelter. I think uh, two or three years ago, I got out of school. I was going to be a teacher like my mom and and uh, my wife, who's now the assistant principal at the little tiny junior high I went to, which is super weird when I go to the principal's office. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, shut the blinds. <laughs> Close your eyes. Yeah, hey, I've been cuffed in this office in a different way. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that's um, so it's, it's just one of those things like she gave me the go ahead once I had my first contract, which was with, uh, Traeger grills came on and we started kind of working together. And then when I got my first pay, she's like, can, can you do this? I'm like, yeah, with all, all the ribs I'm, I'm, I'm putting out. And at that point I was selling from breweries and actually running through a square and learning how to pay taxes and collect cash and adulting and stuff. Um, but yeah, I started into it. I got another contract from Goal Zero, and then the Spiceology thing happened. And for two years now, I've been able to 
focus on a couple, three companies, and then with the kickback from the rubs has been enough to put some money in the bank, try to figure out my next step as an uh, entrepreneur, always trying to go to the next level of my business. And I, I just, I never knew I was, I never knew I was going to be doing banking, emails, contracts, all this other stuff. I just thought I got to cook in the woods, but it's been a very uh, challenging yet great learning experience seeing like the uh, more... I don't know, analytical side of things. Because I never used to think like that. It was just brawn and get it done. And now I'm like, holy shit, I have to put my brain to work too to advance. So it, it's really cool though. It's a great learning experience. Right, right. You're like, uh, it's it's almost like you're, um, you're like, no, it's cool. I, I just love what I do. This is not really a, a job or anything else. And then somebody goes, wait, 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 you got to pay taxes. You're like, what? What's a, <laughs> what a, what a, I got to forecast quarterly earnings. I have to pay uh, sales tax. What is, right. what is happening here? You got like emails you know, and spreadsheets right. and Excel. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's, and that's what it is. It's like, you get all that stuff coming through and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm a simple, I'm a simple man. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't know what I signed up for. And there it gets into like fight or flight. You're doing social media. So you're always trying to like, what do I post? What sh- should I or could I post? Um, I've taken the stance on my Instagram page that my page is about food. You're going to see me dip a picture of my wife every now and then or a grandkid here and there. But but m- for the most part, I, I had to get thick skin because people don't want to see that. You can easily post a picture of your family and lose a thousand followers if you have a large account. So I was like, you know, there's a lot of psychological plays, um, learning how to deal with people. Because in the real world of construction, if somebody says, yo, you're a piece of shit, you don't know how to lay brick, you probably toss a brick or a a knife at them or something at that point. There's a fight on the scaffold. But uh, in the Instagram world, if somebody says that, you have to refrain from, hey, man, in a dark alley, you probably wouldn't say that. You know? <laughs> right, right. Or in a lit alley. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I know you just a private account, no posts and five followers. You know, like, right. it just, but you just get thick skin and, and uh, you learn. And I'm on this crazy trajectory of like, well, what's next? Books, constantly TV shows reaching out. They always want me to be a contestant, and I'm like, no, I'm the host. And I never, I'm not trying to be arrogant or anything like that. I just know my vision. And going on a barbecue show that could already have the winner pre-chosen isn't what I want to do. You know, it's like once you lose on a barbecue show, you're done. You know, so it's 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 super crazy. All the things that come down the the emails and pipeline every day. I'm like, is this really my life, or do I want to go back to bricklaying? You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> when I look at the messages coming through from people that are like, dude, I'm inspired. This is my therapy. When you go to the woods and do this, I feel like I'm there. And I'm like, gosh, thank you. That's what I meant to do. Like, I'm trying to bring you into my world of um, not isolation, but just um, thought and, and really digging back and just taking some time to relax. Uh, and I'm getting on a soapbox here, but what I want to, what I always tell people is they're like, um, what is it about this? Why is watching this making me so hungry? And I'm like, because it, it's triggering your primal instincts. We all have this thing when we see meat and fire and elements and outdoors that we want to go do that. We want to go camping. There's this roots-based thing that happens with it. And uh, that's what I always tell people is like, I'm just providing the imagery and the sounds and the rest is your memories of how you feel. Maybe it was a cook with your grandpa or outdoor whatever or simpler time childhood and that's the piece that really really fuels me wow that was good that was I super that. super <laughs> it is good man it's 
like I, I always like when we do an interview and you 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 actually get somebody's like it's not always easy to convey your passion or to get that out in, into words, right? Some people are really good at taking pictures or really good at just performing, uh, but it's very cool to listen to somebody that actually knows what they want and whatever else, but it's more importantly that they can articulate that and, and convey that in a way that's like, I'm, I'm sure tons of people are going to listen to this and go, uh, when I say tons, maybe 10 or 20. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but seriously, a lot of people will listen to this and go, man, this this is great. This is exactly, I fired up. This is, yeah, I, I, I love this. Yeah, and, and that's all I, like, I, I look forward to these. It's like I said, I get to pick and choose the podcast and this, and I make sure it's something at the right time. Like, we totally plan this perfect with the, the new year coming and, and my new goals and the whole if you're not evolving, you're kind of dying thing. And what's my next step? Because you guys said it earlier in the podcast. You get to doing something. It's like my butter toss. You know how many times I see butter toss now and other people are tagged. They're like, hey, so-and-so, like I'm doing your butter toss. And I want to be like, yo, that's my butter toss. I'm, I'm like the OG. And I'm like, stupid does that sound? Do I want to jump on the internet and be like, hey, originally I started doing butter toss, guys. You know <laughs> Oh my God. So uh, I just, I have to find new things. Uh, I just won't post today, but I'm going to go out today with uh, my axe and I'm going to do uh, donut fondue with bacon bits and uh, a chocolate sauce with some Grand Marnier. So that sounds like something that needs to be done in the woods, but there's going to be an axe chopping, chopping chocolate and just crazy stuff. So you're always trying to do that and, and kind of take the next level up and see if it's provocative and cool. So. I don't know. My creative mindset just starts flowing when I get out there. Yeah, I haven't eaten yet. That sounds amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll I know. be honest. I know. Right. I'm so hungry right now. I haven't. I, it's it's too early for beer. Uh, nobody made any coffee. I I don't know what to do right now. I'm. I got the shakes. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, if you start if, if if you start walking around with a mimosa at this point, there's issues. But you know, like <laughs> those are for nine a.m. only. So. Right. Right. Um, yeah, and, and you guys touched on it, and, and I'll kind of bounce off of this. It's like, man, I'm so excited when I finally get to speak about these things because I never, I never knew this. I never thought this would be where I would was. You know, I just always knew my whole life that I had potential to be something great. And when I wasn't living up to my own, you know, um, what I felt I should be doing, it really started fueling me. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm this kid of poverty. I uh, caught my dad molesting my sister, my real dad molesting my sister when I was like nine years old. And the guy worked in a, at a nuclear facility then. So we, we always had money. I was a spoiled little shit. And then in the blink of an eye, we had just everything ripped away from us. And I was like living in the, in the highlands, we called it nine years old. I went from being an all-star baseball player, all these stupid, these things that we aspire to be as a child to everything torn away. And then, uh, you know, I think my mom remarried like my stepdad, who was a massive alcoholic when I was 12. So at that point, I'd already been raising my brother and sister on my own and being the man of the family. So all this stuff, like, for me, has been this buildup of, like, who am I? What happened? Why were you a victim? What do you do to, to get out of that? Is it society? Like, so many things. And, and that's what I've learned through this cooking adventure. And the Sasquatch BBQ thing is... Uh, it's like finding myself and i always try to tell people that they're like well it's weird why do you do it and i'm like i'm just out there finding me through food and and i have an outlet to love on people and and uh, operate on handshakes gummy gummy bears and hugs and uh, <laughs> it's super good man it's super it's super crazy that is super cool 
Super cool. Hey, I've got a uh, I've got a question that came in from uh, Foul Fanatic five hundred nine. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's one of my buddies. It's Devin. Yep. So he wants to know. He says, uh, "When when are you going to come to Kennewick, Washington, to have a cook off with me and my old man?" I mean, <laughs> Devin. He's been asking a long time. Hey, if this is uh, Devin. Uh, if you're listening, which you might, uh, let's do that soon. Kennewick isn't that far away. It's three, four hours. It's Tri Cities. It's a decent place. The Columbia River still flows through there. So. Um, yeah, I got to get out there, and that's what it is, is all these people that you become your friends through social media, and I wish, I just wish there was more of me, because that's what I feel bad about, is you get all these things that come through, you guys probably get it, let's hang, let's do this, you're so awesome, I'm like, I just want to, and that's what, that's what the coolest part of it is the friendships for me, <clears throat> but then I started feeling like, holy shit, I can't come through with all these promises, and, and stuff like that, so Devin, I need to get over to Kennewick pretty soon, um, that guy's sister made him Sasquatch BBQ cookies for his birthday. That's how cool that shit is. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, man. That's a I mean, mega can, fan. I can't even make that stuff up. So you guys picked a good one there. You yeah. got any more? Yeah, we've got a few more we're going to fire at you. Oh, yeah, let's do this. This feels like a game show now. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, Mark 40 Cal. He asked, uh, what are the essentials for outdoor cooking while, uh, or outdoor camping while cooking? Cooking while camping. Got it. <laughs> you mentioned it's okay. still really early in the morning. Yeah. Well, I think I did read that. I think he said camping, camping twice. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just came through on the prompt over here. So maybe that was it. Um, maybe. So here's the deal. There's all these different scenarios that go with it. I'm going to give you the short end of this. So in a camping situation where I know that, and camping for me is if I'm going to go do a double day cook, if I need to do more than three or four cooks um, within a couple series, because. I don't go to the same spots over and over and over again. That's my hunting. That's like my bear or elk hunting. Like I talked to Corey Jacobson and the Elk 101 guys. I'm, when they start talking about hunting Roosevelt elk, I get that fired up to talk about talking about going hunting for a new cooking spot. So, so it's it's one of those things. When I'm in a camping scenario, more than a couple of days, I'm going to take like a pit or an over the fire pit, such as like the Brio Outpost. If it's warm, there's going to be a few more people. I'll take the pit, which is the Brio X series, which is that cylinder awesome gasification stove low smoke blah 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 blah, blah. um so in that scenario you got firewood if there's something that's seasoned or anything like that we could get into that but just your meat uh if it you know it, I, I don't know there's the essentials it's like what's the weather do you need ice do you not eat ice it's going to be below 35 degrees seasonings i try to keep it on the low end of things only taking a couple three but the essentials a cast iron pan food fire yourself a willingness to put some effort into the best damn food you've ever had and some patience i mean everything else from that is kind of on you so (laughs) camping wise it doesn't take a rocket scientist to do it you can put your your cast iron right over coals if you wanted to so exactly you said below 35 if it's below 35 i'm not going (laughs) well yeah yeah hey you that's those dual camping situations because somebody needs to be in the back of the truck keeping me warm. And hopefully, preferably, it's the person that lays next to me in the same bed with the ring on. So, you know, um, I, but I have had some weird camping situations with the dudes, you know. The, uh, the <laughs> pendant thing gets <laughs> You guys know. I already knew you know. You, I know that you guys, you've, you've all slept on some, uh, some fire logs before. I know that. So um, just with that whole scenario of, like, it's an adventure. Everyone's an adventure, but there are a few things that you need to take. Maybe I need to get on my page and have lists and stories for each scenario. Right. 
<laughs> All right, so we got a question from the perks of being us. And uh says, Matt, tell us about your first date with your kickboxing wife. Oh, my first date with the kickboxing wife. Hold on. <laughs> hey, our first date together, that was like when we went to your friend's house because we were hiding from everybody, right? Uh, yeah, and then to the Tony Romans. Oh, the Tony Romans. Yeah, the place I've never been before. Okay, so yes, we... Uh, yeah, uh, I had to remember that. I mean, basically, our first dates were definitely at the gym. Um, I don't know. I was just this 21-year-old kid. I always looked at her in the mirror. She was coming out of a divorce, and we thought each other were awesome. But I think what it was was she had a, she had the kids. The girls were super, super young. And uh, I think we had to use one of her friends' houses. No, and we didn't do that. So uh, and we went to dinner at Tony Roma. It was a real wild night. And uh, I remember that she was older than I was and a lot prettier than I was and I was young and I was like I don't know about this this lady's like a woman I'm still a child you know like uh, I remember telling my mom like when we went on our like first date date after that that was like official I like tried to back out and uh when Marla called she was like hey so what's up we're gonna go to it and I'm like yeah you know and I was like I don't feel and she goes all right well I'm down in your driveway and then it was on I think <laughs> in the weekend we went to the week for the weekend and a residency and probably yeah. So uh, and now we've been together twenty one years. It's it, it's a trip. The time absolutely flies by. That is awesome. Uh, okay, one last question, and I feel like this might be the best question as a as a forty nine er fan. I feel like I <laughs> I get to ask this question, and this is from a Frozen Smoke Barbecue. He asks, uh, "What is your comfort meal when you're feeling sad?" He needs to know. For when Seattle loses. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's Ted. Uh, Ted, you're sick. Uh, man, you know, there's, after I got past the Super Bowl between the Patriots and the Seahawks, really, what what else is there? That was probably the most trying moment of my life as I was <laughs> Like I literally had two hands on the on the big on the flat screen, uh, was getting ready to rip it off the wall. I remember just screaming, "Why, why?" and ran down to the bottom of the road, screamed. I'm sure my neighbors thought that it was ten years ago again, and they might need to call the cops because who knows what illicit drug I was in. No, um, but like it's, it's like it's crazy. So my comfort food, if and when the Seahawks lose, is uh, a little joint called Papa Peach Pizza. And uh, we have a few of them on the Washington corridor here in I-5. And it definitely is, I eat the whole medium, my large pizza. And I go in a little cocoon of uh, sadness. And then I'm a, a pouty little dick to my wife for about an hour or two. I know that's why she goes and gets her nails done for extra long. And, uh, yeah, so it's Pizza Ted. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh man, I, I love that. I love that. Hey, yeah. listen, let me ask you a question here. This is off the cuff here, but uh, why doesn't Marshawn just run the ball? <laughs> <laughs> like if he runs, they win. Like it's right. Oh, yeah. I, I don't I know just, if he wants you to rehash these old yeah. uh, wounds here. <laughs> I do. I, I have a tattoo on the inside of my. I don't know, right or left. I said the left one is where I have my Seahawks stuff. Uh, it's beast mode, and that's what it was. Was like I was like. 
what are you doing? The <laughs> you got three downs to win Marshawn Lynch in from the one. And then he looked like after the Super Bowl, the Corona commercial came on for like two days. It was two days, and it was Marshawn. Like, somebody goes to like throw him or hand him a Corona. And it's funny that we're talking about Corona. Anyways, and it like drops on the ground because he like throws it to him. And he's like, just hand me it. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Just hand me the ball. That only lasted for like two days and it was gone. I was like, what happened here? You know? Somebody got sued or some shit. But, um, <laughs> no, hey, you said something uh, about being a 49 fan. This is super hilarious. Yesterday, I was uh, in the office. It's the echo chamber. The, 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 the room in my house that echoes a lot. So I'm sitting in there and I'm like, okay, the Niners. And somebody said something about Niners in the Super Bowl last year. And I was like, wait, who was in the Super Bowl last year? I was like, the Chiefs? And I was like, dude, the Niners were in the Super Bowl last year. <laughs> That's how important that game was. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so many people that are going to hate me right now, I started thinking you should shut up. That's funny because I love football. I, I don't like the situations where you get into football and uh, it's that huge, like, you know, hey, Matt, uh, my friend Mark is coming over, and he's a real diehard fan, and he, he kind of turns into a dick if they're losing. And I'm like, well, that's not cool, Jay. Like, like what? You know, he's like, yeah, he's probably going to get pretty lippy. I'm like, what kind of situation are you putting me in? Like, I just want to, I just want to always be like, I just that's that football man. Uh, I went to a Rams game, the home opener in L.A. when they opened up at the Coliseum. And uh, I remember I flew in that day. My wife wanted to kill me because I spent way too much money on a credit card that I couldn't even pay off, probably. But uh, so I fly in and I, I go to this game, and I just remember there were so many angry people. Like, Seahawks suck, man. Go back to Washington. And I'm like, and it's like beautiful. And I just, football for me is like, it's just fun. And, and I always try to keep it that way. Yeah, the majority of us here, uh, there's five of us. Uh, four of us are all Cowboys fans, and we live in Houston, so that's uh, that's it's pretty rough as a Cowboy fan here in Houston. Um, but so we know all about heartache as well. You know, of course, it's been twenty something years since they've even been to a NFC Championship. So uh, yeah, it's been pretty rough lately, man. It just, I still, you know what? I think that's what's awesome about life and wisdom, and you get to see some things. All I have to still remember is Aikman, Irvin, you know, Emmett Smith. All I get to remember is the good days. I don't remember about time because then it dates me and makes me feel how old I am. I'm just like, yeah, the, the, the Cowboys were good once, you know. Um, yeah, one time. <laughs> I, I mean, they were good a few times. But it, it's one of those things like, I think at this point, there's so many people that just hate the Hawks and the Niners, but everybody just feels bad for the Cowboys now. I mean, I'm at that point where I'm just like, can we just get a break? <laughs> right. <laughs> not break like Dak or this or a break like that. And so, so uh, yeah, I wish the Cowboys the best. You know, it's funny. Uh, not that it's funny, but when Emmitt Smith broke his record, that was in Seattle. Oh, really? It was, yeah. Yeah, not that that means anything, but it's a coincidence. There's a lot of uh, a lot of history there. You got the whole um, uh, Tony Romo fumble. Uh, oh, yeah, nice. yeah. <laughs> and then he got crunched. Then he got crunched, and we got accused of like basically trying to murder him. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> did you see it? He fell on him extra hard. I'm like, oh my god, it's Tony Romo. The guy's prone to breaking like shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, that it, you know, and that's what sucks is when you watch a franchise get a quarterback that for so long 
that it's just like I was talking about my life earlier. I always felt like, man, so much potential, so much potential, so much potential. So I actually started putting in the work. But you look at like a team like the Giants with, uh, you know, uh, Manning and and Romo and these guys that they're good. And, and Manning won a couple Super Bowls, uh, but they just like remain mediocre and they're kind of stuck. Jay Cutler, you know, and you're like, fuck, get rid of the trash. But <laughs> yeah, who knows? I'm sure you felt it. You can cut that out if you want. <laughs> no, that's no, staying in. It stays it's in. Yeah, I do the editing. Yeah, it'll, it'll stay. <laughs> well, well, let me ask you a question. Let me uh, let me turn. Can this we start. get back to food so I can start getting? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we, we we always have a following ticking down. So right. yeah, no, it's uh, so, it's cool. I, I love I love these. So we always have a question that we ask. Uh, well, we ask the listeners, and we ask uh, the 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 interviews that we do uh, a particular question, and it's. It's, do you have a barbecue fail? I don't know if John mentions this to you, but do you have a barbecue fail that you can share? And not a lot, not a lot of people like to share their, their, their failures, but we always share ours on the, on the show just because, I mean, it just shows that, hey, we're, what, what you see on Instagram and what you see on social media is not always, you know, true. There, there's always uh, little slip-ups and failures, and maybe you burn something a little bit. Or, uh, but it's all about learning and growing. Uh, is there a particular fail, a uh, uh, cooking fail, that you maybe can think of and share with the listeners? Yeah, there's, there's so many. I can't even tell you, like, here's the deal. I had to grind for a long time before this happened. You know, we talked about, is this your day job now? Um, and I don't want it to minimize it. I, I, I always, I try not to like go off and tell people how many hours of work I'm, I'm working, driving, editing this, emails, that. Um, but I also grind. If I get a catering thing that comes through and I can put $2,000 into my saving and, and put it into a cat on a new survival stove or something like that, that's my mission. So uh, I remember I, I promised the world to this couple where they were getting married out in, out in the middle of the field. So Working with Traeger Grills and Goal Zero, I've been given gifted the ability to have this off-grid um, cooking facility. And, and you guys, the stick burners and whatever, you you always have that ability. You're just going to pull up, throw the wood in. You, you may need some propane for water, whatever you guys got going on past that. But you can pretty much go anywhere and start cooking. But I need power with my grills, you know. Uh, so I remember promising the world to this young couple and... Uh, all this we're gonna go do this huge 200 person wedding i'm by myself i had i think i brought family members but that sometimes by yourself too don't tell any of them um so i'm sitting there and i roll in in the morning uh, i'm giving them this wedding we're gonna be here it's on hay bales i have power i have gold zero things i have all my solar panels and what i'd done was i had switched out my uh my bins and my batteries and when I showed up four hours away from my house, I had no power to cook any food. Mm. So I'm sitting there running around frantically, and the, uh, the husband-to-be comes over and starts chatting with me. And I'm like, yo, uh, is there any power anywhere? Like, can we do something? And then the wife got wind of it. It turned into, <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 no. Hey, babe, listen, uh, Sarah, whatever your name is, and it was, it was the real So Sarah and Mike, you guys were beautiful, <laughs> great couple. Um I'm like, Sarah, no, 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 this is cool. So there's this little farmhouse. We wound up having to go. We sent one person down. It took an hour and a half to come back with three extension cords. I wound up not being able to cook on seven grills, but had to do this whole freaking wedding on three grills. Everything was flying. My times got switched up. 
Uh, and you know what happens when you start getting into time frame on ribs and you need six, seven hours, and now we've turned them into three-hour ribs. Uh, the food, for me, and you guys probably done this too, when it started coming out, my ribs were chewy. There was no bite. I serve a fall-off-the-bone rib. That's how I like them. That's how people like them with my spices. Shit was like rubber. I could have bounced it five feet off of the food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You're killing me. I poured that money. So I was like, okay, okay, okay. So the ribs, I just put them in my hands, kind of steamed them up really quickly. And this is gross, everybody. I'm really sorry to tell you this. I would never do this at your wedding. I uh, steamed them up with some water. It was an absolute nightmare. And then my wife, as she always tells me, babe, they're going to love it. You're your own worst critic. I go out there to do the final reveal and walkthrough. These people are mashing this food down, talking about it's the best food they've ever had. And I'm in my brain going, no, no, you're lying. You're absolutely lying. You don't lie. <laughs> and, uh, and, but it went off without a hitch. I, I finally got it. I gave them money back for the whole power scenario. I think I saved them a few hundred bucks by switching to Geico or some shit. But uh, <laughs> um, at the end of the day, that was probably my worst one of where I was freaking out. And I literally wanted to get in my vehicle, give them their check back, and just bounce. Like the fight or flight mode hit so hard when she started crying and Sarah's mom was a very large farming woman and she <laughs> like this chick's hands were twice the size of mine and she was just glaring at me for the first three hours it was so uncomfortable I just kept looking at my wife going babe is she still looking at me and she's like oh. <laughs> oh my gosh that was probably my worst one there's so many more like when one of my Traegers caught on fire and everybody's like go get an extinguisher I was like no I know what to do and I ran uh probably 10 feet from the table and did a flying crane kick by like the karate kid kicked it over. Cause when you kick a Traeger over and it's on fire, it has no other choice, but to clear out. And then the fire went out and everybody started cheering and drinking and shit. But that was more like a success than anything. That is a success. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> I don't remember that. We got a Traeger in the garage right here. We might just, uh, let's just start kicking just the start shit out kicking of it. that one over. <laughs> this is great. Feature. I just, anytime I approach Traeger execs and say, Hey, here's the best way to do this. They're like, Matt, we're probably not going to put that in a safety video. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I would totally do it. Maybe give me a tomahawk in each hand, and I'll get a running start. You know, it could be cool. So, but, oh, yeah. Awesome. That's the best thing about the barbecue thing, too, for me, is, like, I don't give a shit if you're rolling a cart down. And, and listen, I live in an area where there's a lot of tweaking going on. Like it's no thing to just be driving down the road. And maybe this is in your town, too, where five of them are walking at you from three different directions down the middle of the road with shopping carts. And you're just like, oh, my God, where do we live anymore? But I don't care if, you want, if you're walking down the road with a shopping cart with three fire logs going underneath it and you got strip going up top. Like, if you're cooking food with fire or anything like that and you're enjoying food and great flavor and you're the one putting the effort in to give it to yourself, that's enough for me. So... I, I love that. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, so Matt, we're we're uh, running a, a little bit long. Uh, we we definitely <laughs> appreciate you coming on the podcast and sharing your story. But before we go, I mean, go ahead and please. Um, is there anything else that you would like to to get out there and say to the people? Uh, definitely where they can reach you, uh, social media wise, and uh, where they can get a hold of your rubs. Yeah, so my rubs are going to be on Spiceology.com. If you have any questions, go ahead and reach out to me. There's also a link at the bottom of my page in my bio. It goes right to my product page. I have swag, 
speaking of Butter Toss, Butter Talk, Toss League is an official thing. We have swag that's launching. Our second uh, Butter Toss rub is going to be launched pretty soon. Also, I think we might be uh, teaming with Tillamook at some point to turn that into an actual event. If Cornhole became something, Butter Toss sure as hell can too. So uh, check out my Sasquatch page on my Instagram. That's where I'm operating mainly off of. I look at getting some YouTube videos for longer tutorials up throughout this season. Um, also, my webpage will be going live to where people can shop knives. I'm going to probably try to launch out some stoves pretty soon, maybe a piece of cast iron that's signature Sasquatch and uh, stuff like that. So the sky's the limit. I appreciate you guys inviting me on so much. It's so much fun. I feel like we could have talked like three more hours because I didn't really... I don't... That's what's cool about podcasts. You never know where you're going to go. Yeah. Um, so next time... Let's hammer it out again. We can give people a little more insight of an info of why I get weird in the woods like I do. <laughs> Can't yes, wait. Sir. We, Can't we can wait. do that, bud. <laughs> All right. Hey, we appreciate you. Uh, take care, and we wish you the best. Yeah, you guys, too. Get those briskets done. I told you my feeling on brisket. Love it. Love, love baby <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, brother. We'll talk brisket next time, okay? Thanks for saving me on that. All right, <laughs> sir. So, you guys, thanks so much. Have a great day and enjoy, and uh, have the best 2021, and uh, everything will get back to normal, and, and I hope to meet you guys soon. All right. Thanks, you too, man. You too. Bye. All right, take care. Hey, what a fantastic interview. I mean, dude is solid. I mean, pretty much just interviews himself, right? I mean, I mean – just allow him to talk. Well, I don't and, know, and James. I feel like um, I, I know you did a lot of. Uh, what's what's the great like sixty minutes host? Barbara uh, Walters. You no, are you are Barbara. No, Walters. the other one. <laughs> we get it. No, damn it, man. damn it, John. Dan uh, Rathers. Dan, hi, I'm Dan Rathers. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe it's the hard hitting questions and just uh-huh. really getting into the psyche of uh-huh. the. No, he was a great great interviewee. Um, just down to earth, man. Yeah, very down to earth. Very cool. Super um, happy. And, yeah. and you, you can actually hear you hear the passion, right? Oh, for that's, sure. That's the one thing I really love. Just listen to him. The passion he puts forth, um, and and it shows in his Instagram. It shows in the followers that he has. It shows in his food, right? His pictures. So yeah, he's he's doing something right in life. Yeah. Handshakes, gummy bears, and hugs. That's right. That's, that's the it. name of the episode. Yeah, that <laughs> probably is the name of the episode. That guy, I was like, that's amazing. I'm writing this down. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Jan was sitting there picking his brain about the rubs. I, I, I thought Jan was like, he, he stepped away a couple of minutes. I thought he was probably trying to get on the phone and talk to Spiceology about getting the line of rubs for that's right. uh, grabbing the grabbing brisket. The, grabbing the brisket. <laughs> yeah, Love reach it. out, Spiceology. Yeah. <laughs> uh, super cool. Super, super cool. So, yeah. John mentioned that we have uh, some of his rubs coming, so super excited to try those out. And yeah, we'll let you know what we think of them, and probably have him on again. Yeah, and then we probably should get maybe Alden to give the people the business. You should give him the business. I, I did that the other day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta do it all the time. It's all the day. days. I just oh, give shit. him once a month. <laughs> uh, not for real, guys. You know where to reach that man. Um, he hits online. You know, it's www.grabthebrisket.com. Uh, there you can pretty much, you know, navigate your way to anything, you know, our, our little swag. Um, you know, you can listen to the podcast there. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can, uh, just email us at, uh, brisket at gmail.com or Twitter is at grab the brisket and Facebook and Instagram are both one and the same. It is at grab them in the brisket. Um, and like I say, just, uh, reach out to us, give us some questions. Uh, we'll ask them and, uh, you know, just whatever, buy a shirt. 
Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, buy a shirt. Whatever. Just buy a shirt, damn it. <laughs> yeah, Read some books. Buy 10 shirts. Uh, might be a rib recipe. Is there a rib recipe up there, John, or is that still? Uh, it is up there now. Okay. Got a rib recipe out there that I banged out. Uh, so, y'all guys, check it out. Let us know what you think of it. Furthermore, I mean, what if it's crap? It could be it's crap. It's not, not going to be crap. It's, it's so damn it's good. Tried, it's tried and true. We would not put something out there if right. we not tried it. So, that's the way it is. Have you not heard the podcast? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm <And> signing off. <laughs> this concludes <laughs> the Grab and Brisket podcast. Peace. Bye, guys. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. We've been great. Dang it, Bobby. Just grab the brisket. Thanks for listening, guys. Special thanks to our sponsors, Jealous Devil Charcoal, Getty, Cooley Nation, Cambro Manufacturing, Texas Brew Hopper, Smoke Sheet, and Fiesta Spices. For more information on those companies, please check out our website at grabthebrisket.com.